everyone. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. This is uh, episode number 85 or 86. I bet I got that right. Gene is not here today, but I wanted to honor him uh, by trying to remember the episode numbers that were actually on for these hangouts because we've been doing it for a while and we're coming close to 100. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun when we get there. So Gene, unfortunately, can't be here today. But I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Josh Clark. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. What's what, what's going on? I, I got to do a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about today, what's going on with the podcast. But if you're going to be my kind of co-host for today, what what's, right. what what's going on? How are you? How have you been? We always ask everyone how they've been during the pandemic. Um, oh, um, yeah, I've, I've been good. Uh, it's been an adjustment for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm a very, um, a very extroverted person. The, the business I'm in is, is like, you're always hanging out with people, always, uh, always going out. So it's definitely been an adjustment, but, uh, but I'm, I'm getting there and we're, we're starting to, we're starting to shift back. So it's nice. It's comfort to know that things are starting to kind of almost get back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> eventually it's like eventually yeah baby yes. steps yeah yeah baby like steps I, into the elevator uh I, I was i'm still editing the last couple of retrospectives for the quora and the failed blockbusters and like listening to some of the stuff we're like yeah you know it looks like the pandemic's winding down because some of them might have been recorded a couple months ago and i'm yep. like it's like oh no it was for a minute yeah <laughs> yeah my bad uh but speaking of retrospectives that's also what i want to plug before we we move on to the rest of the episode uh failed blockbusters which sounds like a very cruel title i promise it's actually quite loving they're failed blockbusters at the box office but many of them are not failed in our hearts um maybe one of them but i'll let you all listen to the podcast and figure out which one that is right off the bat uh, and serving up comics, Gene and Nick are are hard at work over there. I, I guess I don't. We 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 are not professional. Our tagline is professionally unprofessional. We're just guys having fun and uh, having friends on to the show and to talk about what they like to have fun with too. And uh, I guess that's a that'll lead us into the first topic of the day, which is we always ask people what they've been watching. So uh, Josh. As you tell me about yourself, I also would like to hear about what else you've been watching. Any anything that could reveal more about who you are, what you like to do, or if you just like watching garbage like we do over <laughs> here. I do love watching garbage. I actually this it doesn't really uh, it doesn't give an accurate window into into who I am because I've I've really uh, I've started watching a lot of things that I haven't seen before. So this this last Halloween, I, I dipped my toe into horror films. Not a huge horror fan, or I didn't think I was. Uh, and I, I loved it. So I've, I've you know, watched The Conjuring. I watched Insidious. I, I'm watching all these franchises. Uh, but very recently, I, I started watching slasher films. Uh, I don't know if you saw me obsessing about it on Twitter. <laughs> I, I um, believe I did, because uh, that will be another topic of conversation that comes up. I believe we have a mutual friend who also uh, yes. like went hard into some certain slasher franchises, <laughs> and I'm very happy they did. So Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think it started with the Fear Street movies on Netflix. I, I saw those. I loved those. And I was like, I got to watch Scream now. I got to watch Halloween now. So that's that's been a lot of fun, doing all those. Do you have any... Uh like favorites that you've stumbled across so far um i really really enjoy i don't know if this i guess this counts as slasher um but i i really enjoyed ready or not oh yeah yeah that yeah, was, yeah i really like that, that one. was so much fun i i watched the the screen movies and i love the screen movies um and then somebody recommended that i watch ready or not because the guys that made that are making the next screen uh it's like it's not it's the first one that's not the original guy again but, but this crew was great and ready or not so i'm really pumped for for the next screen was it scream five or just scream <laughs> scream you scream put, again you, you you make the s the five it's right there see i i in my head it's it's gonna be like 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 it's a soft reboot but it's it's like a meta soft reboot like it's part of the gag of the movie where they're gonna you know do their little you know meta dialogue in the in the film about how 
the next killings are a soft reboot or something i don't know no no i i I, i've seen that that idea going around and that made me like the title more so yeah yeah that 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 works for me yeah i mean hey that that could work i'm really looking forward to that so oh yeah as movies start to get pushed back again maybe (laughs) don't please don't i'm really excited Maybe I, mean, I can do see what you it have in Canada. To. It's a pandemic, but like, please. Right, I like movies. I like them, please. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like seeing them in a theater if I can. Not that I'm a theater purist, but you know. And again, also, it's, it's a pandemic. I I will be understanding. We will we exactly. will be fine without them. Uh, something I've been watching recently. It's no surprise to anyone. Uh, I I saw Suicide Squad. Gene and Nick will be talking about it in full over at Serving Up Comics. This episode will not be about Suicide Squad. Um, I'll just break down some stuff because the 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 big superhero movies with lots of personality seem to be the more divisive ones, which I just I actually really like because it's like a movie like Suicide Squad, whether you like it or don't like it, tends to come down to how much you like James Gunn as a writer director. Yeah, yeah. And I think this film uh, is really great. I think it's the best action he's ever done. I think his writing is really strong. I like that it's just really trashy and angry and has some surprisingly not so political, like not so subtle political subtext, uh, which isn't like, you know, when you're making a $200 million blockbuster, it's not going to be like perfect. But the fact that it's like all these weird things are in there that James Gunn's really like interested in, like it's just totally him. And you don't get to see that on that scale that often. And so like on that alone, I'll be like, yeah, thumbs up. Um, yeah. But I did rewatch it, and it it worked even better for me. I, I, there's some maybe some speed bumps along the way, but uh, I, I don't know if anything will ever touch his masterpiece, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That it's is my so good <laughs> favorite Marvel movie. Uh, I just it's just so good. I love it. Yeah, I, I, you know, not not to pick fights, but I see people being like, yeah, that one's kind of not as good as the first one. And to them, I say, that's fine. You have an opinion. <laughs> you know, you can think what you want, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. You know, it's fun to fight like friendly on Twitter, but I don't actually yeah. hate any of you. Maybe, I, I, maybe I guess, some of you out there, but yeah, some, you know, I, I, I guess I can kind of get it because the first one, it was, it had this like this big mission they were going on to actually save the galaxy whereas the second one it was pretty much just them dealing with their own father issues like it didn't involve like the rest of the galaxy was involved but the rest of the galaxy didn't know they were involved so it's like it, it you know maybe it doesn't feel as exciting but i think emotionally and, and all the character drama that was more exciting and i loved that a lot more yeah yeah and so that, like, that's what did it for me yeah and Su- the suicide squad is much more like first guardians of the galaxy but you know it's it's very (laughs) yeah it's very like just gross and crass and vile and like the beauty of gardens of the galaxy it's like anyone can be a hero if under the right circumstances and suicide squad has that but then it's also like no no no. some of these people are just straight murderers yeah some of them just like to do (laughs) murder (laughs) that's not great i I did like that they never they never seem to get good at the end like even well i don't want to yeah, yeah, we don't anything, have to but, spoil anything. But, but yeah, like they're, they're all just pure psychotic people. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it provides an interesting balance. And, you know, the tagline is don't get attached. And I will say there was a moment <laughs> there towards the end where I was like, hey, this they're like serious about that. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't happen was, a lot with these big ones. But it was shockingly enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thumb, thumbs up. Thumbs up here. Two, two, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah. There you go. Take yeah. that. Ebert, <laughs> take that. No, Ebert always just comes up on our podcast, and I, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> um, but I guess on on that note, so there's a lot of VFX in that film, a lot of there very is. splashy, colorful, weird, gross things, and not all VFX is weird and gross. Some of it is beautiful and exciting, and uh, that's because it's an art form. It can be many, many things. And uh, Mr. Josh Clark, you are a VFX artist. Am I like? Yes that that's that's the proper for it i'm a hack i don't actually know that much <laughs> about the industry on that side yeah. so you have to explain everything to me now gotcha yeah so i am a i'm a vfx artist uh but more specifically i'm a uh, an animator so there's there's a lot involved in vfx i mean you have like even something like uh 
like Suicide Squad, say the the King Shark character. Like if you're gonna make him, you have to have a model, or you have to have uh, a rigger that, that puts the skeleton in the character so he can move. You have to get a texture artist for the the shark skin. You have to get the animator, who would be me, and then a lighter and a compositor to put him on set, you know, with the crew. So there's all of these minds behind it, and all these people involved. Uh, so I'm just a little part of it, you know, in the corner animating. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love I love doing it. And was this something that you wanted to do as, as you were getting older? You know, you're a little kid and you're like, you got these dreams and aspirations. Was it like, I want to be yep. an astronaut and then a digital artist? Or was like, how did you come to this point? Well, yeah, so I pretty much, pretty much only wanted to do movies. I didn't narrow it down to the effects until I was, I was getting older. Um, my dad actually, he's, he was a huge nerd before uh, any of us. Uh, so he he watched Star Wars when it first came out. He he's a huge fan of Battlestar Galactica. He actually he builds models. So like for years he's been building like this seven foot long Battlestar Galactica model. It's just in our basement. Um, so he's he's a huge nerd about that stuff. Uh, and so he's always like showing us behind the scenes things when we're growing up. Uh, and so I was always into that. I was into Star Wars. The Phantom Menace came out when I was four. So I you know grew up with that. Uh, and yeah, it was just always, always wanted to do something with movies. And then but when I got older, it was VFX. And then uh, when I went to college, uh, I went to a trade school that was specifically for visual effects and they sort of taught you everything. And then as I was there, I realized that my favorite one was animation. So after college, I then uh, continued to, to work that skill specifically until I would, I would get hired. Uh, but yeah. Just sort of movies in general, uh, and then it, it, you know, evolved into into where I am now. But no, that's pretty cool because uh, everyone has like such a weird trajectory, or like different, I guess, not weird, just like different. Yeah, because uh, yeah. sometimes you hear like, "Oh, it's what I always wanted to do," and other times it's like, <laughs> "No, now I just like I just carry a boom mic." Yeah. <laughs> It's just great. There's oh, yeah, all these I, different stories out there about this. Exactly. Yeah, I've had a lot of a lot of coworkers. I mean, there are a lot of people in the VFX industry who it was not their first uh, choice to be a VFX artist. Like they were something completely different, and then one day they realized this was really cool, and then five years later they're they're there. It's like wow, like it's you know, it's it's amazing where everyone comes from different areas of life, uh, all to to get to this one point. But for me, it was yeah, very straight shot. Like I like movies. <laughs> there you go. There was there was a brief moment where I really was into uh, I don't even know the the technical name for it, but the the sound guys. You know, like Kung Fu Panda, where he's like squishing celery for like footsteps, you know, in front of the microphone. Oh, yeah. Like I really liked that. Uh, but I never beyond like thinking it was cool. I never got into it at all. So I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> But I like I like to think if I didn't do this, I would I would I'd be that guy. Oh yeah, I I I remember hearing about how like the the Halo the grunts in Halo, uh, how they got the noise and it's just like pugs eating and playing. Oh my god! And it's just like that. That might be the best job in the <laughs> world, right? It's so like how do you how do you come up with these sounds or like uh, uh, one that I love is is ET's footsteps is just people stepping in mac and cheese. I think it's just like it's like okay like where do they come up with these ideas yeah i know you have I, to be I love like, it so you have to think outside the box for like literally yeah. everything you know it's it's wild but yeah it's so impressive yeah or like the direct like i don't want to spend because we don't actually do any of this but like the jurassic it. park dinosaur noises like those are the dinosaur oh, noises yeah. now yeah it's like from all these different yeah it's it's great yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what's something you love most about your career? Just like we'll, we'll have a big old love oh, fest man. about the digital industry. I love uh, all the people. Like, I mean, that sounds cheesy, but it's it's just like all the people I've met are so cool, and it's like it's the type of industry where everyone's coming from everywhere. Like when I I went to uh, I came to Canada in 2019, uh, and like there are people from uh, you know, from like Vancouver, like still in Canada, there are people from London, there are people from Mexico. Like I was actually, uh, I was in a, 
like a Zoom call with a bunch of old coworkers who are kind of celebrating a, a movie that, that's coming out hopefully soon. <laughs> um, COVID keeps delaying things. Uh, but we were sort of catching up, celebrating with that crew. And it was this really difficult thing to schedule because we had, at that point, uh, most of us had left Montreal. And so we had people from Montreal, from Vancouver, Mexico, Italy, um, uh, where else? France, Germany, um, Thailand, like, like all these people were everywhere. And so we had to like find the right hour to, to Zoom call where someone wasn't asleep or something. Um, but no, it's just, it's just wild to get to know all these people from all over the world. Like because of that movie or whatever the project was, we all, we all met in the same, the same city and got to hang out and get to know each other. And everyone's got something to share with you, whether it's, it's their own tips with, with animation or with VFX or just with like their own life story. And it's, it's so fun to, to like get to know all these people. So that, that's been really cool. It's like my, my friendships and, and all the people I've, I've met, it's, it's like gone up, uh, in, in, uh, in awesomeness, I guess, uh, since I've, I've moved here. Oh, that's, that's really that's cool. cool. Like, yeah. So the, was, is that like a for a specific company or is that just like for every new production, they'll bring in like new people and how, how does your job uh, work in, in that industry, in that space? Uh, so, so the, the, one of the common, common contracts is it's, it's by show. So you'll get hired for a show and if another show comes up, they'll maybe ask to hire you for the next show. There are like, you can be a permanent employee at some studios. So there's, there's different types of contracts. Um, but we were all hired uh, when I first started. We all were hired in 2019 for, for Cats, that wonderful movie that you might have seen. Um, oh, we are, we are pro Cats here. <laughs> gotta love it. It's a wild movie. Uh, so we were all hired just for that. And then as that came to an end, like some people went on to do other things or, or they went back, they went back home. Um, or some people uh, stayed and got like, new contracts for new shows and, and things like that. So it's all, it's all kind of up in the air. It's, it's up to you. It's up to the studio. Um, but that, that sort of atmosphere that like people will come and go and, and someone will, will leave for five years and then you'll leave somewhere else five years later. And then five years after that, you'll both be in a different city together. Like it's a very small industry. You're going to be bouncing back and forth. You're always going to see each other again, um, which is also something that's really cool about, about the industry. Um, oh, yeah. I, I didn't see, like, I didn't know that. I assumed there was like, a lot of people scattered around and and i don't know I, I assume every industry is just like the biggest thing on the planet and it's just like unseen so that's interesting that you that you say it's kind of a, a smaller one and you yeah. the fact that I you mean, can like repeatedly see similar people over uh, a oh period yeah. of time that's pretty pretty once, yeah once, once you're in there yeah, once you're in there for like a couple of years you're going to start to be like oh i know someone in this studio and this studio and this studio like I know people everywhere because every, everyone's moving. So, and then they'll meet someone and then you'll meet them through your mutual friend. And, and so everyone's going to, you know, the longer you're here, the, the more people you're going to, you're going to know from all over the world. But before we move on, you also <laughs> brought up a uh, fan favorite film here at the Waffle oh, yes. Press, Cats. Oh, yes. I did, I did. Now, I, I don't know how much <laughs> you can say, how much you, you, you can divulge, but I have to ask is there a butthole cut of cats and i mean i i never saw one uh and i feel like i would have seen one um from where i was but yeah i didn't i didn't see it maybe the because this was from the the actor right this came from that the uh what's his name his name because I, I think that came from the actor because he, he was saying that yeah that, he i think that was uh sign or something yeah, right at the height of their their press cycle, I believe. Yeah. I I suppose it's possible that when they were hiring actors, they showed them like concept art of of their characters, and maybe his character looked looked a certain way. Uh, I'm not sure, but I yeah, I never saw anything like that. I, <laughs> I, I saw it and I was like, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? Um, but yeah, it was it was a big movie, so who knows? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, one only, of the last films uh, many people saw in a theater. <laughs> so yeah, it stuck with them. It's like a bad taste in your mouth. It's like, man, I gotta go back. <laughs> I go back I, and watch the I, well. you know, um, shout out to a uh, personal friend in front of the show, Angie Han, as well, because uh, she might lead the the cats fandom. 
on, oh, on either Twitter or in real life. Possibly both, but that they're out there. We're out there. And oh, we're yeah. waiting for uh anniversary the screenings. Yeah. Cats. Cats game. <laughs> we uh we went to a showing. It was it was after Christmas. So we a couple of us saw it right as it came out. Then we all went home for Christmas. Uh it was like December seventeenth or, or something, I think. And then uh, we saw it with our families and our friends, which my friends didn't really appreciate it, but they saw it with me. Uh, and then when I came back to Montreal after Christmas, a couple of us saw it again in the studio. And that showing was probably the best showing I'd ever been to because all the ones before that, people were out of town, no one was really going to the theater. And if anyone was going to the theater, they weren't going to see that. Um, and so it was very empty, but this was like, I guess it's like spring, not spring break, winter break or something. And so all these college students were there at the theater at like nine o'clock at night. Half of them were high. Like it was, it was awesome. Like I, I had a, like people right behind me uh, in my row uh, were definitely high and they were all like giggling and laughing at the commercials. And like, I think the uh, trailer for, uh, or like an ad for Rise of Skywalker came on and they're like, what? we could be watching that and i was like no no you, you want to watch this <laughs> <laughs> like this is definitely going to be more fun for you um it's going to be an experience and yeah it was so much fun because everyone was just laughing hysterically at the, the all the wrong spots but it was it was it was perfect so that was really fun uh seeing that with everyone in like a packed theater like that was i never thought we'd get a packed theater for this stuff yeah i i will say my my showing I saw it twice in theaters. The first showing was not super packed, but it was perfect. I saw it under the perfect. I was not. I was completely sober, but I saw it under the perfect circumstances. Um, it's it's just it's a long story. I don't I don't want to like go through every beat of it. No. But if you follow me on Letterbox or you listen to the Cats retrospective, it's I explain it thoroughly. And uh, <laughs> I did watch both Rise of Skywalker and Cats on the same day. Ah, that's man. It was a lot. Um, a lot. It was a lot. And yep. uh, yeah, I agree. If he, if he had checked out cats and said, good, good job. Good job out there. It's, <laughs> it was, it was an experience. And I think that that's kind of what I love about like certain films too. It's like, maybe there are like some more films I could argue are like a better that I just don't engage with on the same level. And that's like, fine. Everyone has different experiences. Right. But I definitely was engaged with cats like sincerely yeah. unironically and a little a little ironically at first i'm not gonna lie you know <laughs> i mean the, the internet did kind of take that trailer by storm oh, oh yeah and um but did anyone else have more fun talking about literally any other movie that year right we we outshone all the other movies which that that was the thing that we were all really excited for at the studio was like we knew that a lot of people were gonna think it was just really ugly and like scary and, and weird. Um, but what we were really excited about was we knew that it wasn't just gonna slip under the radar. Like it was gonna be trending and huge and everyone was gonna talk about it. We didn't really care what people said because you know we were proud of our work, but we were just excited that people were gonna be talking about it and, and it did not disappoint. Like everyone was going nuts. Like losing their minds it was, it was a lot of fun to to be at the studio those weeks <laughs> yeah yeah the irishman whomst no no that yeah, right yeah 2019 belongs to the cats belongs to the cats <laughs> a jellical year I, I barely discovered what jellical meant so i i'm still a little bit i, I got I, some more research i still don't to do. i still don't know what jellical means uh, apparently <laughs> jellical is like it's like a it's got some like latin roots or connotations oh. Yeah, like it's an actual like word, which was actually kind of disappointing. I wish it was just made up for the some made up word. And yeah. well, it is. Uh, who's the guy that Andrew Lloyd Webber took this from? The I forget his name. It was all. It was like poems from from some dude. Yeah, let me let me check really quick. This I, I will. I should check. I should know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's finally all leaving my brain. All the cats. Ah, T. S. Eliot. It's yes. a, a, a series of poems. I, I guess he wouldn't be one to make up words. He would use yeah. real ones. Uh, his loss, our game. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And I guess the last question I have regarding specifically uh, your industry is how else can people support digital artists and then VFX artists? Um, I mean, I guess like, I don't know, just trying to not, you know, talk shit, I guess. And that's, that's kind of, you know, kind of silly. Like, you know, oh, the VFX artist is telling you to stop talking shit about it. <laughs> um, but like, cause, cause there is this, this, uh, uh, it's kind of like VFX is kind of one of these scapegoats of movies because people, most people just have no clue how it works. And so uh, when people come to come out of a movie and they're like, oh, I didn't really like that. Or I don't know why I didn't like that. There's a, <clears throat> there's a lot of like, just pinning it on, on the VFX, even if, even if maybe the VFX was good or they didn't even see half the VFX because they had no idea it existed. Um, and, and not to say there isn't actually valid criticism of VFX, but uh, there is this, this uh, aspect of criticism that's like just kind of unhealthy. Uh, and, and part of it is, is critiquing VFX in that unhealthy way, I feel like. Um, and that kind of puts a bad name to us and that can, like, that can affect our industry because like you have the, the fan base and if they're sharing their opinion of that, then you have the, the film studio and they're looking to their target audience. And so then they're going to start advertising to them and which will make, then start, you know, affecting us. And so the people that are hire, hiring us that we're working for are advertising us in a bad light because people are, are saying these things. So it's, I guess it's just like, I wouldn't expect you to you know go and research all this stuff. Cause it's a lot of stuff to learn, but uh, just like, I guess if you're not sure how something works, then, then maybe read up on it before you're like out there, just, you know, shooting nonsense onto the internet, um, uh, follow VFX artists. There's a lot of great ones on Twitter. Uh, Todd Vaziri at ILM, he's been there for years and he's always sharing incredible, uh, facts and, and just information. And if people are, are talking shit, uh, he'll, he'll usually call them out, which is really great. Um, yeah, I guess just like open your your inner movie eye to to VFX a little bit more. I guess if if you're not already, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the last subject on uh, on this podcast, we're gonna talk about like the best and our favorite VFX and movies, and because there's there's a lot of great shit out there. There and is. I also wanted. I didn't really put it in the outline or anything like that, but I thought it was gonna be a good place to talk about. Also, like, yeah, that like I don't I don't know anything about that side of, of movie making you know but i know like uh, when it's really good we tend not to even notice it and a mutual yeah. friend of ours andrew boyd allen they had a great thread going on great about thread. the all the movies that use vfx that you had no idea about like uh yep. i really love the, the leica productions the stop motion animation productions that they have oh yeah and there's one for the missing link which just straight up blew my mind because i I just assumed it was like, oh, they just did all, you know, stop motion. You just do it all together. Like, it, right. why not, you know? And yep. how it was all put together, it's like, oh my, there's like maybe two things in the room, but it's like seamless. Yeah. And they add like the other 16 elements on there with like the weather and the light and the, oh, it's, it's all that's insane. It's, yeah, it's so good. The, especially, I feel like, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure how they did it, uh, like when we were growing up, but, I mean, it's green screen, so I imagine it's, it's, they've been kind of the same. Uh, but yeah, the, the stop motion movies, they use a lot of green screen that we don't notice. Like, because again, you think, oh, it's all on set. They're just, you know, moving all those guys every frame and, and, and you know, they're just all there. But I, I guess it's just like an easier way to, uh, again, an easier workload to be like, okay, let's focus on this guy and just this guy. And then tomorrow we'll do this guy. And then we'll just put them together later on the computer. And then, so it's I guess it's just a smart way to do things that we just never think about. It's like, oh, it's not on the computer. It's there. Like, you don't need a computer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and this isn't the question I had written down, but it just came to me because this is always like a topic of debate, specifically with like action movie Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, like blood squibs versus like digital blood. Like the John Wick movies have a lot of like digital blood or something like uh mm -hmm. You, the Suicide Squad had a lot of like digital blood too. And that. like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's like cool. It's just different. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Do you, did you have a hot take on that or anything like that? I mean, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's just a tool. Like, 
like anything else, like if you want to use VFX for the blood splatter, that's that's your choice in, in your arsenal as, as a filmmaker. Uh, I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. I think in certain scenarios, it, it's better. Like, uh, I don't know how you would do this with special effects, but I think in the, <clears throat> the video that Andrew shared, there's a, a clip of John Wick underwater. With like, I think it's like shooting a guy underwater. I don't know how you would do that with uh, it with special effects and and just I guess you're just hoping that the blood would would spread out in a certain way instead of how it might naturally in the water. That that's another another freedom of of doing it digitally is the the director might want the blood to splatter in a certain way. It's like well we can't control the weather director, but you know we can we can make it up in the computer. And so it's those little those little uh, uh, ways to use the effects. You know, it's not always just the big uh the big cg characters it, you know it can be just like a tiny shadow in the corner <clears throat> that the director wants to look a certain way and it's just so much simpler and and maybe smarter to do it in vfx so it's just just another tool yeah i, I forget what filmmakers said it but like when they saw like it was like the original snow white or something like that back in the day and they were just like oh my god like animation kind of is is this perfect format because you finally have complete control over like every ounce of the production and i think like the digital side of filmmaking now kind of has the same impact you know like how many david fincher movies are like piecing together stuff in post-production after like you know you're shooting separate plates and you're getting like the weather for this one you just okay here's what we saw that on the day then you add this stuff okay this could add like texture to the lighting it's just like you would never expect it because he's like, oh, David Fincher makes like like dramas and like crime thrillers. Like you don't need a lot yeah. of the effects never, for that, but you do. <laughs> you like, do. Oh, you was, don't even know. It was cloudy that day. We had to pace out the sky and put in, you know, nice blue skies. So, yeah, there's a lot of it's. I mean, it's all like whatever the director wants. Like if if you can't film on a sunny day, then you know it's possible to replace it. So maybe the director would just be like, hey, just, you know, we'll just do that. It's all up to you know what, what what their strengths are as a filmmaker and, and what they choose to use and just their style of filmmaking like you know david fincher like you said he's that's that's he does that a lot like that's that's how he's been doing things and he's very comfortable working that way um and that's you know it's not a good or wrong way to to, to do it it's it's just his way to do it and it works mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's <laughs> basically any david fincher movie will be like yeah, that's one of the best examples of, of VFX, just because you don't even see it half the yep. time or most of the time, honestly. And, it's, uh, and you know, if it is noticeable, it's not inherently a bad thing either. Like, we're just praising Guardians of the Galaxy Volume exactly. 2. And it's like, no, it doesn't look realistic, I guess. <laughs> no, it, it looks cool. Like, obviously, it's fake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's just cool shit. Or, like, um, I really love the Wachowski Sisters Speed Racer film. And I've never seen that. Oh, my God. Oh it'll blow your mind and it's like it's so much happening all the time and i I guess spoilers for the retrospective that that we're doing on it um that'll come out i believe the same week as this one and um it's i think it's one of the best movies ever made and it's only possible the way they made their version of the film is only possible with like the leaps digital technology had made in like the 2000s like that's the only way yeah. this movie could have worked and it's it's so stunning it's so like expressive you know because like if you really like take a look at stuff it's like it look some stuff looks almost unfinished but they're trying to like represent like an out of focus camera lens mm-hmm. to like heighten like perspective and depth but they did it all like just with like the weird digital tapestry that they got going on oh it's so good that's it's so cool. good I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out oh yeah, yeah it's, it, it fucking rocks <laughs> I, I, we are a very pro speed racer podcast is, is it uh, be- better than the last boy scout is that Ooh. <clears throat> see i know how this works speed racer yeah <laughs> speed racer just fills me with joy and optimism and makes me truly believe that art can change the world the last Boy Scout just fucking rocks. So I don't know. <laughs> it is good. It is very good. Yeah, it is. It is the most vicious blockbuster of the 90s, arguably. But uh, before I start reading out tweets, because we get some responses when we ask tweet questions. So thank you to everyone who responded. Uh, good job, guys. Any, any of your favorites that you got 
that you want to mention right now? We can kind of hop around because there's probably going to be a bundle we want to mention. Yeah, but... for saying like favorite VFX. Yeah, for favorite VFX. Yeah. Uh, I mean, up there, uh, uh, Davy Jones, man, he's just fantastic. Even all these years later, uh, I just, yeah, he's just always impressive to look at. Um, I don't really know where to start with him. He's just, it's, I mean, yes. <laughs> I, mean like, I feel like everyone, everyone's probably seen the movie. He's just like the, the lighting, the animation, the effects, like the texture, all like the, the way they, they, they chose to, to execute it on set. Like they, they had Bill Nye, they, uh, they used what they, what they got, what they could get from him, they, the, their, uh, their method of, of, of creating the character and, and, you know, putting him on set. Like all the decisions they made were all, all executed brilliantly i thought uh yeah it was it was just like you watch those behind the scenes it's just it's so it's so impressive and it's, it's so interesting to watch like all, all the stuff they did all the decisions they made to get to final result was great yeah and you know even though it's a sequel it's a standalone film yeah it's like I don't, I don't know if you've seen that video <laughs> Of the woman, like who's at a like a at a bachelorette party, and she. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean too? Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> that like, video was great. I loved that. It's a video of the summer. I'm telling you, but yeah, David, yeah. like it's a it's a funny video, but like she's like right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah, like Davy Jones is like unbelievable. He's like still looks so like wet. Like I was convinced. I was like, oh, okay. So this is when they started doing like here's some practical layers, and then they add the digital stuff on top of it. So like they probably had some fake tentacles, and then they just used stuff to make. Right. Nope, nope. It's all uh, it was, it's all they, on the computer. <laughs> they had they had Bill Nye there making those fantastic facial expressions, and that was it. They didn't even they they thought about using uh, his eyes. Like, like the, so they did the makeup around his face to, to help try to track the eyes, but uh, they, they did CGI's too. Like they're like we just like how it turned out so much. Like, yeah, that, that's just fucking crazy. I don't. It looks better than stuff that comes out today, and I just. It's yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and not that there's not good stuff today. Like, well, I'm sure we'll get into some stuff oh, yeah. too, but like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like, like said, where do you start with that one? Like, there's you, it's you, just you there's can so do much. it, but like a. Uh, like a series just on Davy Jones. Oh like yeah, a character. Articles have been written. It's just uh, it's so much. Yeah, and and uh, Davy Jones got some love in the responses, of course. So the first Excellent. one is at Jacob Knight underscore JK. We shan't ever forget Squid Daddy, and it's just a, a gif Daddy. of Davy Jones. So thank you, Noah, yes. for that. All hail Squid Daddy. All hail Squid Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like all of the effects and like. The Pirates of the Caribbean movies are like really good. Like I, I'd, I'd argue like the first one, the the skeletons like don't hold up nearly as well. But also like when you first watch them, like in the theater, like in two thousand three, it was like, whoa, that looks great. Oh yeah. And then yeah. somehow they created Davy Jones just a movie later, and you're like, what the fuck? They they they, they really sat down. And we're like, all right, let's uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, let's show them how let's, it's let's, done. Let's, let's show them how it's done exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, like the early 2000s when Great. the blockbuster stuff started getting like really like almost artsy, artful, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like a, in a way that it hadn't before, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was just like mind blowing still, you know? And like maybe that some stuff good. also doesn't hold up great in that too, but like but how often do you get like so swept up in three, three hour films, you know? It, exactly. Like it, it, <clears throat> it's something that's, it's a really great, uh, uh, testament to like the the director and like the just all the filmmakers is even though VFX might not necessarily age well, if the movies still utilizing them the best way they can and like the directing and the acting and everything that's happening is was done really well, you're not gonna mind. Like you you, you might not, you might start noticing now that oh like there's some not so great green screen replacements of like you know orcs onto like a you know a, like a a miniature of a, of a tower or something but you don't really care because the movie's so good mm. so it's it's you know it's movies like that where it's like not only do i notice it now but it's 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 still fine like i'm still okay with it like, even parts and moments in jurassic park where it's like clearly he's a you know giant cg dinosaur but i don't care like the actors believe it clearly so 
it, you know, it's, those are the movies that, that stay with you for forever and ever and ever. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a conversation with a, another filmmaker pal and I don't, I don't know if they want to be named so I won't name them, but they're like, like guess I really liked the, the takeaway from what they said was like, yeah, like you want stuff to look as good as possible, but if you can have other people sell it for you on camera, like it'll always just like, it'll just work. And sometimes you just want to make something look that, that can be exciting. It doesn't even mean realistic, you know, <laughs> it's just yeah, totally different ways to do stuff like that. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, this is from at Lanky Frampert, Ethan, a uh, friend and listener of the show. Titanic and Lord of the Rings trilogy were the golden bridge era between practical and completely CGI VFX. But in terms of mind blowing and camera stuff, the thing, Star Trek, the motion picture, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Have you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? I've not. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that movie rocks like on levels that are unprecedented <laughs> um you're in you're into the the horror stuff right now that's uh, a yep. great halloween watch it is tons of fun and uh they do i, I believe everything they they tried to get in camera like at least like 90 percent of that movie is in camera effects and it's just like that's pretty cool you know and again that's it's just the the tools that they they oh, set yeah. out to like to work with but it it's it's so good yeah it's like speed racer bram stoker's dracula two ends of the spectrum right there oh that would be a great double feature That's a, oh my yeah, god double feature that i'd be i might have to do that yeah your your eyes will like explode but you'll be happy about <laughs> it you know uh at movie kale another friend of the show pirates of the caribbean the verbinski trilogy not going to say more than that but i agree <laughs> the first transformers yep. movie um, I'm going to pause in the middle of that tweet and I would argue every Transformers film actually has like really remarkable like VFX and like a mix of, of the, the practical and digital but like there's a reason Michael Bay got to be one of the more popular directors in the planet and it's because he's pretty good at, at the, the big yeah. boom boom pow but he's he also sells all of it you know yeah. like no one ever says that's not like that, that doesn't look legit it's always just it's too much and you know whatever everyone's got their own opinion but i, I you know this stuff looks good like, yeah no it's it's uh i mean ob- it's one of those things where you're like well obviously there's not a real transformer there but <laughs> it like your eyes are gonna still tell you that it's, it's right there like, you know I mean, yeah it, that's one of the great things about uh about doing like metallic things uh and or like robots or props is we're really good at making those look real now so it's like as long as the you know transformer animation holds up it's it's gonna look real it's gonna fit right in and like you said he's really great with with merging that with the practical effects so like if you have actors on set reacting to real explosions and real trucks flipping and there's a transformer just pasted in there like it's gonna it's gonna hold up yeah and on, on a sidebar it's incredibly funny because he's like his next movie you know after six underground which is like the most expensive movie netflix ever made he's like i'm gonna do something smaller do a little contained thriller called ambulance i'm like what could he get away with in an ambulance? And then there's footage of him in downtown LA, like blowing up an entire street <laughs> with the ambulance driving through. And I was like, of oh course. yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm super <laughs> excited. Um, and the rest of, of Kale's tweet, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Yes. Good VFX. Great VFX. Yeah, good, good yeah. stuff there. Uh, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I think all the all Ooh, the recent ape yes, films have like yes. really remarkable stuff. Those were great. Yeah, Very I uh, I, I'm still again. That's like a Davy Jones situation. <laughs> where like, where do you even start? <laughs> just, there's there's just so much. I I love the uh, especially the third one with. I mean, the third stuff was already great. But then you have them go into all these different environments, like the snow landing on them, and, and just oh, there's so much to unpack that. It's, it's yeah it's like david jones there's just a lot to, <laughs> to talk about but that's impressive especially when there's all these characters like there's so many of them too like you had all the all the motion capture guys on set it's not just david jones and like maybe six of his crew in the background it's like a dozen eight at a time sometimes and it's 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 just wild yeah and even like uh like for the the american soldier stuff in like what becomes the great apescape you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, there's like a lot of that is like, you know, digital because it's easier to, to 
put them in yeah. after and and that's exactly. that's just you know time and, and money you got to do what you got to do and it looks like good i bet you didn't know that a lot of them were fake right right yep. so yep. like i don't know that, that's great stuff and i like that you mentioned the environment changes in that movie you know it starts off in like the lush forest with the waterfall and all that jazz yeah, they really and, they're like how many different places can we put them in? <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like what, what's the best looking movie adventure. i can make right now for 150 million dollars here you yep, go yep <laughs> it's, it's great man um really excited I'll... for that batman movie don't push that again please ooh, ooh, yeah, i want it i want that i was Let's gonna say oh sorry go ahead uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Speaking of of things that people don't notice, the I forget the actor's name, but the the actor that they pasted into uh, uh, what was the, the that zombie movie? The the uh, zombie Las Land? Vegas Las Vegas zombie oh, movie. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah, they had the 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 uh, pilot was pasted in all of all of their scenes. So like they, yeah. they had they had someone else on set uh, in the movie, and then. I forget what happened to them. I think they they got on people's bad side, and then they had to cut them out of the movie completely. And they just pasted this actor from green screen sets back into the movie, and they it just you can't tell at all. Like if you didn't know that happened, you would never have guessed. It's like that's some real, real good invisible effects right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're yeah. just too distracted by the zombies, but it's like <laughs> no, here's here's a great VFX shot of just like six people walking down a, uh, in a tunnel. It's like they yeah, weren't dude. there; they were on a green screen. Yeah, the great Tignataro, um, who kind of yeah. steals that movie, and I like that movie. That, that movie was fun. Yeah, yeah, she she's like great in it, and it's like, man, imagine how much better if they just cast her right from the get go. Like, you can't <laughs> predict stuff like that. That's no one's fault. Yeah. But uh, that was, yeah, that, that's like insanely impressive, and oh, I, yeah. I have no idea how. <laughs> I mean, Zack Snyder's like a Michael Bay guy who's like, you know, you could take him or leave him, but like the VFX across his stuff is like, yeah, is pretty solid, you know. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of his stuff really holds up. Uh, did you see the Snyder cut? Because I, I thought that I, I actually, did. I did. Yeah, I yeah, thought I that actually is pretty impressive stuff watching. too. <laughs> I I enjoyed that uh, a lot more than the the original one. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. No. Um. Also, same. I I I don't. I'm not like a diehard Snyder fan or anything like that. I've kind of come around to stuff, but like I, I that's just yeah. cool. The guy got like two big wins this year, so he did. Job, yeah. Guy. Good. Good. Good for him. Yeah, we all, we all we all need a win after the last exactly. year and a half. <laughs> exactly. Um, at Graham Harwell said anything by Fincher and anything by Verbinski, you're speaking our language, my friend. There we go. They get it. The people get it. Yeah, and I, I think more people get it. It's just the, the the Twitter, unfortunately, sometimes it's like, oh, this is why practical is better, and it's like, no, not really, because yeah. sometimes that stuff doesn't look good either. That's fine just yeah. again the tools the tools you want to use they're that you can all, get away with you know they're all yeah they're all just tools yeah it's it's, it's, I, I, it's kind of as pointless as like the film versus digital debate it's like i don't know it's oh I'm, i never got that because like yeah it, it it even in like like from where i sit you have uh you've got a lot of like the comp artists um and they'll like when they integrate a cg character into uh uh, into the scene the thing they'll do first is they'll take the plate and they'll degrain the plate like I, I always see people when they're when they're talking about digital versus film they're like oh the film grain it's like you know there's something about it and it's like well you know then you have the the comp artists who will degrain the plate so it's just grain free then they'll put the grain free cg character in as well then they'll copy the original grain and they'll just paste like a whole brand new fake uh, replicant of the grain on top of all of it together so it looks like the cg character has the exact same grain and there's no like grain seams or anything because it's just all brand new grain but they just copy it so if you can copy the original grain of a uh you know from film then how is there even like how can anyone tell <laughs> you know yeah like, I'm, I'm sure maybe there's people that aren't me that can tell because I, I can't tell i just know they do it but i, I can't tell the difference uh, but I just, I think that's kind of silly to, to be like, oh, it's the grain is perfect. It's like, you know, Detective Pikachu. I like filming, you know, with film. It's like, but it's all CG characters. You just, you just, just destroyed it all anyways. Like, <laughs> what's, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I am a, a bit of like, I guess like a grain fetishist too. Like I love the look of like 16 millimeter, but, but it turns out you can kind of 
almost replicate it perfectly with with a lot of digital cameras and and like a post-production process if anything i would just argue that film is like easier probably i mean like apart from like exposure and stuff i think digital makes that aspect easier but like like okay so like i i've been getting more into photography right and so i got to play with like a film cam for the first time thank you uh, to my friend eric for letting me try that out and i'll probably invest in one in the near future now because of that because i had a lot of fun and also because those those things those babies you get them developed and they're just basically ready to go with digital i'm like let me i need to make it look like it took place on planet earth and not in like a gray uh, hellscape yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah like that that happens and but um besides that like who gives a shit i don't know like I, I I get people can prefer one or the other, but but to say that one is better because of a certain thing, it's like well, if if, if we can get the same thing anyways, then it's not necessarily better. It's just maybe it's your preferred one, like you're saying to use. But but you know it's it's it's, it's kind of just like the special special effects versus VFX. It, it's it's all the tools you choose to use. Like if you want to film with this because it's more comfortable to you as a as a cinematographer, then go for it. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's we're all just having fun here. No we're, need to. We're all, we all just like movies. Yeah, that, that's really <laughs> that's, what it comes that's down why to. We're here. <laughs> yeah, no, no need to gatekeep through any exactly. specific things. Um, I also again want to shout out the thread that our friend Andrew Boyd Allen had. They yeah. uh they start with at World's End, the Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a little David Fincher in there. There's Shape of Water, which maybe has the best looking creature like in movie history. Very, very good creature. Yeah, that, that's a mix. But like that works because of like the the last additions to the the lights and the VFX and like the, the yep. facial movements and everything like that. Parasite gets a shout out ooh, in there, which ooh, I that was that was good. Set exceptions. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that one is like just unbelievable. You, <laughs> Again, never something know. that you would never know. Never yeah. know. Um, yeah, yeah I'll I'll link the thread in the description and the YouTube yeah. version of this. So if if anyone's interested, go check that out definitely definitely give andrew a follow for vfx stuff yeah yeah uh we had them on for the mandalorian as well so i watched that one yeah that was that was a very exciting uh <laughs> very exciting podcast no thank you thank you yeah uh lots of lots of fun i love me some star wars i love me some star wars i was i was gonna be like oh well maybe not not so much at the end but like most of that was very fun for that season <laughs> so that was that was that was a genuine treat that was that was a gene and i always say like you know the first season we kind of did it we had our, our our guests on and stuff like that too and then by the end we're like maybe we won't do next year i don't know <laughs> and then, I, and then yeah. it just got like fun to do again because uh maybe the quality improved and it was a little weird to see that it got divisive the second season and then i got it at the end the device yeah. but you yeah. know that's <laughs> what it is yeah. i i really have been enjoying uh bryce dallas howard in those in those seasons like she's she's very a very great director i like her episodes yeah like i, I kind of want to see what she does with like a, a big budget feature film because like my oh, yeah my paranoid mind was like they're probably testing out the next star wars directors with these shows <laughs> oh yeah yeah and, and you know and there's nothing it's to a, disprove a, that exactly test. yet <laughs> um but bryce dallas howard i think I, I maybe not don't give her star wars right away i would argue that no one who who kind of does low budget stuff should get a star wars right away just because that's a big process for any human being to take it's huge um, yeah yeah but i'm there for whatever she decides or gets to direct a feature film because she totally oh, yeah. sold me on on her capabilities there and yeah, again she's, someone she's who great. who like just jumping into it got a nice mix of like obviously there's a lot of practical stuff there too and obviously the the volume and the revolutionary technology in the mandalorian she just yep it, it's she, she's she very went, confident she that's for great. it yeah yeah uh the last tweet i'll read out was from at rains phoenix no idea who you are but thank you for responding um player one was pretty cool doctor strange yeah not ready player one just player one (laughs) i guess uh both overly visual done Hmm. i guess if it's to do with making things non-existent limbs building etc there could be heaps i don't know sad face so okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) good talk good talk um i did like the vfx and doctor strange that was cool. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was it was really wild. Yeah, yeah, just a lot like of a like really fun way. It's like Inception, kind of on caffeine. Yeah, kind of cool. You know, <laughs> it's like everything's you know spinning. You're like, 
yeah you know and like I, I saw a lot of like criticism towards that like oh it's just inception and it's like yeah but like you don't you still don't see that that often it's still kind of cool like yeah, sorry is. i like buildings folding into each other it's right just, it's like why wouldn't i want to see more of this yeah. yeah like if i saw in every movie i'd be bummed but i don't so exactly <laughs> let me have this i'm um, very excited for uh the next movie with them with with uh scarlet witch because i loved wandavision as well yeah that was i very cool. uh, elizabeth olsen is such a good actress i am like i'm i'm I want to see what other opportunities she gets out, outside of these two. She's she's killing it, and and she was great in that show. And my boy Sam Raimi's coming back for the next yes, Doctor Strange. Yes, it's it's the boy is back in town, and in town. that's another person who's great with all types of filmmaking. You know that his Raimi Spider Man trilogy is oh, yeah. still like so good. Like Spider Man Three kind of gets tossed in the wayside when it comes to critical discussions, but like check out any action scene from that movie and it's unbelievable and like the textures of sandman are like still groundbreaking and the all extension of character like even spider-man 3 which is like you know known known to be kind of a mess like it's extension of like ideas and not so much i mean there's like obviously corporate mandate i don't think it's controversial to say i think everyone knows (laughs) but like it doesn't feel that much like it while you're watching it and i just think that's very impressive um yeah that might be just like the best looking superhero stuff in general. Uh, maybe Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy stuff. Mm, he should have gotten to finish a trilogy. That would have, yeah. I love um, the Hellboy movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always very upset about that. But Hellboy 2 <laughs> specifically, I think, is like just, just stunning shit. And I could talk about oh, yeah. anything Guillermo del Toro does for hours and hours and hours. Uh, but I don't Pacific want to Rim. You know? <laughs> oh, the Pacific Rim uh, is so good. How do we, we not bring up Pacific Rim yet? Oh my god yeah that oh man watching that in a theater was just the best it was so cool it almost like if, if not for the occasional cut back to charlie day i would have like i would have had to take a step out of the theater or something like it's just it's just so intense and such a huge scale it's like you just feel like something's gonna step on you or you're gonna drown or you know it's just wild yeah i saw that in theaters twice one regular showing again in imax I saw that in IMAX. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not, I tend not to be a guy who's like, you got to watch it in the theater. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's plenty I like watching at home, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, Nicholas Winding Refn movies. I maybe, I, I, I like watching stuff at home. Like, I checked out The Neon Demon at home and I really liked it. And um, Only God Forgives, I liked more when I watched it at home. Uh, drive was fun in the theater though but like pacific rim it's like oh man if you're gonna it's, go to a theater yeah. though that's that's the one to do it you it's know definitely and, the one yeah and i i believe guillermo del toro has said i don't know if it, the tweet's still up but he wants to do like a big like 10 year anniversary thing for when that comes around so i would love to go back and watch it yeah I have, oh my god here 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 is my my claim then then if if that does happen i'm, I'm gonna gather every every waffle press friend in in los angeles and we'll we'll just pack in a theater because that would be so much fun oh my god someone set that up for guillermo del toro while he's (laughs) off revolutionizing give give the man his movie yeah yeah maybe maybe he can make a sequel at some point that'd be cool that would be very cool yeah Yeah, give him give him carte blanche forget the the new one that already came out That's moving on. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we could we can keep talking about every VFX thing we really love. But if you have one like note that you want to go out on, one high note of VFX that you feel sets the standard, and I, I didn't I didn't set you up for this at all, so I apologize if this is off the cuff. But like, if you had <clears throat> one that you had to be like, no, 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 that's like, if not your guiding star, like at least like uh, set the bar for you. Uh, well, this is, this is like a mix of, of VFX and special effects, but that's kind of what we've been talking about. Uh, I guess two, two sequences that are just, they've always been impressive, uh, in my mind. And like, I feel like they always will be, um, the, the, the very famous, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, T-Rex escape scene is like phenomenal. Um, yeah, again, just like all these things, just so much to unpack about them. But 
yeah, just like everything down to the uh, down to like the sound editing guy, like all 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 that. You know, I just made the sound editing guy sound horrible. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, no, but like like everything about that was was executed to perfection, uh, and so that whole sequence is fantastic. Uh, another one that I really love, um, and it's also a blend of special and visual effects uh, that more people I feel like might not know about is this this is also this is my favorite movie ever uh is apollo 13 uh ron howard uh the rocket launch when it, it first it first takes off into space that whole sequence like that and mission control and, and go through the whole thing that sequence is so so good uh they even had uh, i think buzz aldrin came to ron howard after the movie he's like where did you find the, the stock footage of the launches he's like no we did that ourselves it's like no no no. where's where's the stock footage like it just looked so so real and and a lot of it is practical effects like you had i think it was like a like an eight foot tall model rocket and they had the uh uh it's like that that red elevator uh tower that's next to the rocket that they all go up in and there's like uh they just like get the best camera angles. Like, there's a camera angle where it's about to launch, like the rocket's shaking and like they have like CG debris falling off of it and it, it like goes down. And as the camera pans down, there's uh, like the um, the bridges from the red tower are like moving off, like they're snapping off the rocket as, as the camera's about to pass them. And, and you have all these great cinematic shots. Uh, and then you have like the fire from the, uh, from the rocket and they, you know, they got they got that practically and they they pasted that in and like they they take the rocket from like the the parking lot and they they comp it into like this you know this field uh where they're all they're all shooting on set and so it, like all these invisible effects and all the the really you know easy to see practical effects but it's all comped and pasted together so well that you know the final cut you got an astronaut saying where'd you get the footage you know and so that's that's a great a great sequence i love I love that. I love that movie. Um, even even after that shot when they're in space, just tons of great uh, visual and special effects work. Uh, like you, you really believe that they're in a rocket ship in space. Like you know, it's, there's there's nothing to tell you that they're not. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably probably one of my favorite uh, just uses of, of effects in general. That that scene. Definitely watch that movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's a great film. And it's shout out to movie. Buzz Aldrin, who once punched a man in the face when he was told the moon landing was fake. So, <laughs> king. Yes. King yes. shit. <laughs> yes, Buzz Aldrin. That might be the greatest human being who's ever lived. <laughs> just for that alone. Not even the moon landing. Just punch, punching punch a guy with in the, the face. Punch him with a moon rock, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that rocks. <laughs> um mr josh clark thank you so much for joining us today or joining me thank today you. i'm still so he's just saying us because gene's not here uh, today, I, so. I miss gene huh yeah gene <laughs> shout out to gene go follow shout him on social media too yes but, uh yeah thank you sincerely thank you so much it's so nice to finally yeah. meet you quote unquote in person now you know maybe one day one yeah day when, in person in person yeah when when the nightmare ends <laughs> and the pain stops oh god <laughs> um but until then where can other uh, listeners find you? Ah, so online, I'm on, online. I always forget to do yeah. the online thing. <laughs> Not, <laughs> they don't, don't, don't come knocking on my house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, your, uh, and your address is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let me write down my social security. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter. It's uh, Josh Clark VFX. Um, yeah, I'll be there. If you like, uh, if you like seeing cool VFX stuff, I'll tweet that. If you don't like. Uh, political rants then maybe don't follow me i don't know kind of half and half <laughs> but you know hey that's, that's twitter what are you gonna do yeah yeah the, the, the political rants are just part of twitter dna at this point it's, it's you know? just it's embedded you know i hate it as much as you do but i, I do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> look sometimes we just need to tweet through it you know exactly. hopefully that's... under under good situations <laughs> exactly um, but again, thank you so much for joining me. And you. Uh, you can check out the rest of the Waffle Press stuff on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Patreon. I probably forgot something. Um, some other stuff coming up. We got uh, at least one more hangout plan for the end of August. So stay tuned for that. That's a, that'll be a fun little surprise. I'm not going to spoil that one. And um, let's see. What else? Pa Patreon. We're going to have some some stuff earlier. I, I have not been slacking because it's always been optional, but like I've not been 
creatively critically writing so much and i've had a lot of thoughts in my brain about movies and uh most of them are good some of them are not so good so you can look forward to that at least in, within either if not august then early september i'll be putting more more stuff there and uh of course gene and, and nick will be doing seven of comics mecaringo and i will be doing more retrospective stuff we have at least three ideas for the fall we will probably do two of them uh happy ambulance returning we're going to be breaking down to many seasons uh because it turns out when you try to talk about every film that steven spielberg directed and adam sandler starred in it does get a little overwhelming so we're going to be breaking that down their careers aren't going anywhere so you know eventually i'll get to talk about how uncut gems is is really that good and how adam sandler got snubbed at the academy awards but uh until then you could also find me at the Diego crespo on twitter check out again the rest of the waffle press and all the links down below and links described and again josh clark uh thank you all for listening thanks for watching we have been professionally unprofessional do you know their drink also have you seen pirates of the caribbean too so it's called dead man's chest because he's dead but his heart is in a chest so the thing is that even though it's a sequel it's a standalone film are you a fan of cgi then you should watch Pirates of the Caribbean 2. So the thing about Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest, is that it's like Citizen Kane had a baby with Romeo and Juliet. And seriously, it holds up. It looks like it could come out in 2021, and it came out in 2006. See, rum is a metaphor for something important. Will Turner reminds me of my mother.